Let's hear what the Carlton coach's theory of how it happened last night. Michael Voss is with us on Crunch Time. Congratulations and welcome. Uh, thank you. I'd love to say that was a coaching move. Aker's been pushing forward, but uh, no, I can't claim that one, unfortunately. I was uh, too too busy, worried about uh, where the kick was going to Doherty, and um, and obviously that contest was a pretty critical contest. And, was he um, able to get some space? Was he trying to get off Fossey at that stage before he ran to the goal square? Uh, no, he wasn't. Um, no, he wasn't. I mean, obviously, I was lucky enough to have a, um, some conversations with some players. Um, Gov was in the picture as well, so we we're trying to obviously set up our win the game mode uh, with about sort of probably five minutes on the clock. Uh, so just asked him to organise a few things when he went out there, but um, I'm not sure how Blake ended up down there. I haven't looked behind the goals yet, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. So just give us a picture of what a coach does afterwards. Did you watch it back last night? Did you watch it? This, what were you looking forward for, looking for? to see who the heroes were and to see what the what the moments were? Yeah, I, I literally um, have watched three minutes and 30 seconds. Um, right. At uh, the, the last the last place, um, there's a point kick, and then I think there's about three minutes, 36 on the clock. And so I've sort of watched that back, really, and I've probably watched it back three or four times, to be honest with you. It was um, a pretty special moment. You know, we've had... Um, so many questions asked of us in these moments over the last uh, two years and um, we've gone to work on them a hell of a lot. Um, we just haven't worked on it from an X and O. We've worked on it from a mindset as well and how to be able to take those moments and, you know, fortunately we're, we were composed at the right time and, you know, even just that decision by Wiedering just to be able to take it off the line and um, that brave kick across the ground. You know, you either win or you lose in those moments, but you're able to execute that so well for a young man and Hollands to be able to seize the moment as well and look to the outside. And, and obviously then our experience come to the fore, which was just a, you know, it was just a great play. Is, is there an element of, what do they say in the US, pull the goalie? We're happy to lose this to win it. And that's, is that some of what yeah. we saw with the dare late? Yeah, absolutely. That was um, essentially, I mean, those contests can go one of two ways for you. And, you know, fortunately, it was a, a sequence of play that um, come together for us. But, you know, you're prepared to take that risk. It's uh, you either get a goal kicked against you and the game's been uh, taken away from you or you take the moment and, and you're able to get it your way. And, you know, we had a couple of those moments go against us last year. And, and a lot of it comes down to a little bit of luck, clearly, at the end. Um but uh, it's obviously something that we've we've tried to get after, in particular the last 12 months, and and the boys are really relishing, and I think they're actually building some confidence around it now and belief that we can get it done. It's been a real shift, Vossi, from the midpoint of the year with, with your leadership group. That, that they seem to be more team first now than than they've ever been, and I, I think it's really evident when you see the way that Weedering plays the game now and. And Cripps, even though he's seriously impacted at the moment, the way they just keep fronting up? Yeah, well, the guys have gone a lot of work in just that simple concept about how you make someone else better. Um, you know, that's by their strengths. Uh, they bring to the table their own individual strengths. Um, they've talked about a lot. Um, and also their role. Uh, but the intent's not for themselves. It's actually to make someone else better. And, um, and as such, I think we're not relying on necessarily our our great players to get the job done and you know we could sort of certainly tip our hat to Walshie and Cripper at his moments no doubt but um, 
you know, our role players have status in our football team and I'm pleased to see that they're still getting their jobs done and they're sticking to the task because it was, it asked a lot of questions of us last night. And, you know, we expected Melbourne to come out and throw a one-two punch and they certainly did that. Um, but it didn't knock us off our feet and we responded really well and we had to do that a few times across the night. Michael, they were pretty solid around the footy and around the ground with the stoppage work, but you guys held sway at the centre bounce where Pitonet, who, big Mark, he, he cops a little bit of criticism from all sides of the fence, some internally as well, but I thought his game was enormous just to thrust in and, and wear down the body of Big Max, and that allowed Cripper to do some really handy work, as we would expect, at the centre bounce also. Yeah, and that's been uh, Pitto's, that's Pitto's strength, really. Like, he's, um, you know, he's a bit of a monster in there and he likes to bring his aggression and um, he takes that match-up and he's, he's done pretty well. He's got a reasonable history against uh, Big Maxi. And we only ask that we just get the ball in the area and obviously Tom can come in and then do what he needs to be able to do so they complement each other so well. Um, but look, we've had a real shift around the middle of the ground. You know, certainly our, our want to create pressure on the floor has changed significantly, and uh, as such, it's if the game's going against us, we can we can hang in there for a little bit longer. But look, I thought most of the game it sort of ebbed and flowed in a lot of parts of the game. I, you know, I thought we almost kicked ourselves out of it um, at stages. You know, ball use going forward, we just couldn't get those connections right, and some of the method was actually okay, but just some of the execution we were letting ourselves down in. So that was making a pretty tough cost tonight, but. Um, all credit to Melbourne, obviously you've got to defend it, but um, I felt like we did in a few favours as well. Third quarter, you must have been pulling your hair out and just saying, well, we were as, as viewers for both sides. Somebody hit the target. It was turnover city there for a while. And some of it was not really under pressure. It was, I'll take that option, and they just didn't make it. You, did you say anything about it at three-quarter time? Keep making those decisions to take that on? Oh, you have to. Um, because it's, you know, separating the... You have to separate the decision. And, um, you know, I spoke to him more at quarter time because I felt like we had a lot of errors where, you know, we're missing those really easy, you know, 20-metre passes and, you know, even inside 50, just some targets that we could have hit that we didn't quite execute. And sometimes you just need to sort of settle into the game a little bit. And, um, you know, we've got to remember this is a, this is a new experience for us. Um, this is, we've been exposed to this for the very first time. And, and finals does have a different flavour on it. Um, there's a lot of similarities in it, but there are some changes. The intensity is one. And, um, so when you have those really intense moments, you've got to put composure back on the game. And we're, we're still learning that. Um, but at the same time, we've shown enormous growth in it as well because you don't win those games without enormous amount of composure at the right times of the game. Bossy, take us back to selection. Match committee on probably a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night. How do you arrive at the sub? Uh, well, we just wanted to add some runs, really. Um, and it was largely... Um, largely the decision was around just how we unlock uh, Doherty a bit. Uh, so, you know, we can put him and push him to different parts of the ground. So, um, and as it turned out, late in the game, we could push um, Doc um, to our front half. And it actually turned out to be quite important. You know, as Polly came onto the wing and, and his ability to be able to run, I mean, he's... he's you know, over time, I mean, he's an elite runner, but um, he's going to be up there with the best of them as his career unfolds. Um, and he's got some such good composure for a kid, but it enabled us to be able to do something different with uh, with Doc. And funny enough, we nearly lost him. So it was, 
Um, so I was fortunate that he was able to stay and play out the rest of the game, Doc, but uh, and enabled us to do a couple of different things with him. And the timing of, of when to, to inject the sub so clearly, you would have had it in the back of your mind at some point in the second half. You, you held firm to not to not go early in, in the mid-third term. You, you waited to the last. How do, you, how do you get to that decision? Oh, so you've got to take some of the risk out of the game. Um, you know, I, I think as long as the game goes, certainly when you get to the last quarter, if you go down a man, it doesn't really have too many consequences on your on your rotations in your energy. You can sort of get through. If you activate it a bit sooner than that, um, and you and if you lost someone straight afterwards, it can put some strain on the rest of the team to be able to run out the game you want. So, um, no, we managed the game pretty well there. Um, what their workloads need to be, what their percentage on time on ground is. Um, so we feel pretty comfortable. As much as you know. We can activate it tactically if we need to, if we feel like the game's getting away, but um, we didn't feel like we needed to be able to do that last night. Rossi, a five-goal second quarter, and Nick Newman, as I said a little earlier, he just looked to calm the situation in that second quarter when he got the ball, and also Spargo came up to the stoppage in the first quarter, and I think it was Caleb Marchbank sat back on him a little bit, and Spargo was quite damaging but every time on TV, it looked like anyway, every time that Spargo came up to the, the front of the stoppage again, it, it seemed like Caleb came with him, put more pressure on him. Was that for Caleb to work out or is that a message going out? Oh, well, there's so much pressure around the ball. We just got to cater for a little bit of surge on either end of the contest. And we probably went doing that as well as all the good of. Um, you know, when you're playing the final atmosphere and there's so many tackles and there's so many bodies flying around, it's, to absorb pressure, sometimes you just got to be able to take ground. Um, so you know, both both ends need to cater for that. So we just felt like there was a little small adjustment we needed in our front half as well as behind the ball. So we're able to manage that as the game went. I reckon there's always a moment in the coach's mind that in the game at some point, Vossi, where you think, "Yep, we'll be okay here," or "This is going okay." Is there is there one one that sits in your mind upon reflection? Um, yeah, Melbourne's kicking with about three seconds to go. So uh, <laughs> the, the weathering switch was big. I understand that, but there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of little moments, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a lot of little moments. It was, um, and that's it. You know, we talk about finals in retrospect, and you know, we get to talk about what um, finals moments means, and you know, there'll be plenty of them in that. And you know, I, I haven't sat down and looked through the game yet, so it'll be hard for me to pull apart right now but um, yeah there'll be several little things that you'll look back and sort of say that was that was pretty important um, some went against Melbourne some went for us and and when you're in a tight game that can be the difference and um, we're fortunate to be able to take those um, certainly Melbourne had a lot more opportunities um, which I'm sure they'll be really disappointed with but um, you know they, they were in, I thought they were incredible as well the game was just played where you know we had momentum and then they had it and you know, they were able to fight back and then we'd sort of get in front. But well, they got in front and we did the same. And that's just a typical final for me. You have to come and win it a couple of times. And both teams were at it for the night. It was um, pretty memorable. Vossie, Sam Edmund here. Huge congrats for last night. Just Jacob Wiedering, a lot was made in-game and post-game around whether he should or shouldn't have had a concussion test. I mean, can we put the full stop on this um, this morning? He copped a, a whack to the throat. Is that is that your understanding? Yeah, that's my understanding of it, um, which is probably why Moyd uh, is just so adamant. He's just uh, obviously struggling to breathe there for a little while. So, uh, no, we're comfortable where that where that sits. Um, 
you know, he, he got struck to the throat and couldn't breathe. So I reckon that's a reason to just uh, stop for a couple of seconds, I would have thought. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll be okay there. And I know you're reluctant to forecast too far out, given you, you talk about injuries more often when the week gets underway. But Sam Doherty, as we sit here now, I guess your every expectation is that he plays in this preliminary final. He's got full movement and range from what we understand. No, he does. But um, I think we'll do all that assessment today. Uh, he certainly, uh, you know, at halftime, when we're making a decision whether he could go, he still said that he had great function. And it mm. actually wasn't as bad as what they thought, yeah. but... You know, we haven't had a scan yet. We haven't, the doctors haven't had a chance to do that full assessment. So, um, look, it won't feel right going forward without him, that's for sure. Um, so we'll give him absolutely every opportunity to be able to, to get up. Um, he's an extremely important person to us. He's been an extremely important person on this journey. Um, so we'll give him that chance. And we are obviously clearly hoping that um, he'll be playing. How brave was he? I mean, he has a hand in both of the goals mm. at the end. He was take, he took overhead marks. Like for a bloke who popped his shoulder, he, he just felt phenomenally brave in the second half. Oh, he just, uh, yeah, I, I don't have, um, don't know what sort of words to describe, um, Doc. We've, we've talked about his story a lot and um, just how brave and resilient it's actually been. He just keeps bouncing. Oh, it's, just, it's just incredible what he's been able to do. And when, just when you think that he can't go anymore, um, you know, he steps up. I mean, like he, many wouldn't know this, but he, he for probably about three or four weeks there, he was playing with a, a slight tearing calf. Uh, you know, it was under load. We could manage it, but he was under some real duress there when we lost some numbers through the midfield and he just kept turning up for us. And um, he can't do that without resilience. And, you know, he popped another whack last night and he's able to do exactly the same thing. So, no, he's as tough as they come. Blake Akers, in his first contest of the evening last night, he pulled up sore with that shoulder also, once again. Is that getting progressively worse, or that's what it is and that's what he lives with? No, nah, that's what it is and that's what he's got to live with. Uh, I think it'll get sort of, I'm told that it sort of gets marginally better across the week. So, um, no, he'll wake up sore in these uh, probably next couple of days. And then as it sort of the week goes, it starts to settle down. And um, so it is a it is a really a week-to-week proposition. We're not expecting him not to be available next week. But uh, um, he has to manage it early on the week and then it settles down and he's right to go again. So it's certainly not stopping doing anything at the moment. If it's uh, if playing footy means you've got to have a crook shoulder, I reckon you take it at the moment. He's, um, yeah. playing some, he's playing some pretty good footy. Are you expecting to have Harry Mackay available, Michael? Yeah, we are. Um you know, he's, he's a very important person to us. Um, I, I get somewhat amused by the, the commentary around um, around Harry. And um, he's a really critical player to us in the makeup of our forward line. He's a really critical player to us and where we need to be able to go. And if we are going to take that next step, then he's important to it. Um, so if he's available, he will be playing. It had to be Brisbane in a prelim, Vossie, didn't it? Hey, we knew we should have known this for, for months. <laughs> Yeah, we should have ridden it in six weeks ago. Um, so, no, pretty special. It'll be going back there. And, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I know that'll be somewhat talked about during the week. But, you know, as you can imagine, I get lost too much in all of that um, when you've got a job to do. Um, and it'll be pretty clear for us what we need to be able to get done. We're, you know, we're playing against Brisbane. They haven't, have they lost at any stage up there this year? Nope. Um, nope. I don't think they've lost a game. So... Um, so, look, we'll go up there like we have every single week. We'll take on the challenge. Um, it'll be a big one, but we can't wait. It's just a great opportunity for us. 
Have you seen Robbie Williams work overnight, <laughs> serenading Tom DeConey? There's a little bit in there for you as well, Michael. <laughs> I'm not sure I like this Vossy Bop song. I'm not sure. Um, so, but anyway, I certainly hope it doesn't stick. That's for sure. But, uh, look, we're, we're feeling the wave of uh, that wave of support. There's no doubt. But uh, no, I love the TDK. That was uh, that was absolutely brilliant. So, um, yeah, to have a support like that and be able to reach uh, international shores is uh, is fantastic. So just as we finish, the, the, the sheer power of the roar on the final siren and you're down on the ground for it, oh. that the staff told me they'd never felt the stands shake like that before in all their years working there. How did it occur to you? Oh, it, it was incredible. Oh, just uh, the noise was absolutely incredible. And um, look, I haven't been there as many times as what you guys have. Um, obviously been in the state of it. Uh, it's as loud as I've ever heard. Uh, the MCG and it was um, yeah, it was palpable. It was um, you know quite incredible, and that sort of just made the night even better. You know, just to be able to have that ninety six thousand in the crowd, and you know, be able to see the smiles on excitement and relief and disbelief and all those emotions that go with it. And we're certainly feeling all that energy from our supporters right now. And if the Gabba could hold one hundred and fifty thousand people, mm. I reckon we'd feel it. So it's uh, yeah, the energy's energy's real, and it's um, certainly been contagious. There'll be a great pilgrimage of Blues supporters, I'm sure. Michael, thanks for your time today and good luck for what comes next. Yeah, thanks for your time, Jen.